Oh, this is a beautiful Thursday night. You can almost say it's a starry night, but uh, depending on which way the van goes, um, it can be a very, very starry night. Welcome to episode 46 of the Off and Beat podcast. Um, it is 12.38 a.m. and I am your host, Clint. Um, if you're not creeped out by now, let me help you out. <clears throat> I also want to give a shout out to my last video. Go check it out. It's on YouTube. I did a just like a segment about the Fresh and Fit versus Ava and Preach, the whole dilemma there. It's actually gotten, I think, about 200 views now today, and <clears throat> and it's gotten a 100% like ratio, so that's a sign that's actually quality. Boys moving up the ranks. Hopefully the podcast episode starts getting, you know, credibility. But yeah, um, I'm Eros Clint, episode 46. You know, they say about channel 46, you can see BS. But you can't NCIS or CSI, or better yet, um, C as I. Oh Jesus! Here we go with the puns. Today's episode, um, it's not really specific. I have in mind. Um, I guess what I will do to top off the podcast is kind of summarize what's going on with you know update today that uh fresh and fit versus ape and preach as if you, as you guys know by now um fresh and fit are basically acting like a bunch of i'm very careful to call men men bitches but they're acting like complete cowards and they're going against everything they would criticize another man for when they quote unquote call it red pill and all this stuff and whatever the opposite of red pill is is what they're acting and apparently Fresh has gone and bought a firearm. It looked more like a little advertisement, but um, made a, the fact that you had the lack of self-awareness to know with everything going on, how it would be perceived that now you look kind of scared. And probably should have had a gun if you were living in Miami beforehand. It shouldn't take for um, Preach to come down and possibly piece you up a little bit to for you to get a gun. But, you know, I guess all the guns in the gyms can't make you confident, which is something you can't teach. You either can't. Well, that's the thing. You can't teach it. Um, but it seems to start being exposed bit by bit. I've never, I'm going to be honest. I'll speak from a personal standpoint. I've never really bought into, I, I've bought the message in what the Fresh and Fit podcast sends because I really do believe that. They have a pretty accurate standpoint on the society of the, of the dynamics and relationships today. I think they're pretty much right for the most part. That doesn't necessarily mean like I'm, you know, quote unquote, red pill and all that shit. Like, I think once you classify yourself in a pill, it's like classifying yourself in a political party. It's just easier for people to identify you as and mischaracterize or whatever. But I do believe the message and the stuff they're trying to accomplish with the show is great. Um, but I think it's kind of being exposed that they aren't really about that. And sometimes in reality in life, what we realize is sometimes when your parents tell you, do as I do, uh, do as I say, not as I do. 
because they're trying to because like if your parents tell you that it's because they realize these flaws about themselves and they realize it's a really tough thing for them to break these habits or these addictions and they don't want you fall in those addictions so when you have your parents telling you to don't smoke and don't do this even though they do it comes from a good place because they they don't want you to deal with the struggles and problems they have with it you know they want you to be as healthy as possible but it's hard to take it from someone who's doing it and sometimes the messenger may not be the best messenger for the message but the message is still the message regardless of it's coming from but it does kind of lack it can start lacking the credibility and I believe now they've lost like 15,000 subscribers and since they're all about the numbers. See, that's what happens when you classify yourself with numbers. Like when you classify your self-worth with specifically just how much money you make with specifically numbers and YouTube and numbers, subscribers. And that's all you value yourself as. That means when it goes down, that means you better value yourself as such. Otherwise, to me, you come off as a fraud. And, I, you know, I don't want to talk about too much since I did do a whole video, but I think summarize it for anyone that doesn't go see the video. Um, it's really hard if you're a hardcore fan of the Fresh and Fit show and that whole Manosphere type of thing. Um, all I'll say is you should probably, you don't completely just ignore the message that's been sent by them because there's a lot of value in those messages. But this is why it's very dangerous to quote unquote idolize or look up to people and just let perception override something that's quantifiable. Like when you have a feeling that someone's not genuine in the shit they're teaching, typically there's good reason. Typically people that practice what they preach and it's believable, it's a there is a salesman and they're really good salesman of what they're selling. But based off this, you know, um, there's dudes. Here's what I look at. And me and my friend, we've talked about this. There's a, I'm starting to feel like Joe Rogan. Where, yeah, I have a friend. Yeah, me and my buddy, you know, I had a buddy that got divorced and got fucked up. Nah. But me, me and my friend, we've, uh, we've talked about the fact that when dudes that quote-unquote are about this red pill, this quote-unquote alpha mentality, right? When they are about that quote-unquote mentality, they have a lot more of that quote-unquote mentality around women than they do around other men. Like, they've kicked out dudes on their podcast, but they're not dudes that are quote-unquote we would consider intimidating. They're not Dudes that would, um, quote, that they kick them out with the type of aggressiveness that they have and the type of ferocity. For the simple fact is, they're not, they don't feel like these dudes that they're bringing on the show are on the level when they do kick them out. They have this, you could tell a lot about someone, a dude, a man's real masculinity or quote unquote alpha mentality. When they're around other men of the same quote-unquote caliber that they identify themselves as. Because when you don't, you stick out like a sore thumb. You see who's really comfortable in their skin. You see who... 
you see people who are trying to play a part and people who just are the part. They don't have to change their role. They don't have to prep for six months like you're doing a Benjamin Button role. Like, they just are. And you don't just become something just because you're born that way. But there's a natural component that was built naturally over time. And it's not some dudes like Myron and Fresh who honestly just seem like I don't think they're really about that. And that's okay. You don't have to be quote unquote about that. But when you're so comfortable talking behind a mic, talking shit, and then people who are quote unquote about it, when you get too comfortable talking shit and you've never been punched in the mouth for it or have never been actually held accountable in person in real conflict, you get exposed. And when you get exposed, it literally exposes everything you teach. And when the carpet doesn't match the drapes, you get a, get a lot of disappointed woman. Oh, nay air. But seriously, um, I think it's it kind of speaks for itself. I've never been, you know, I appreciate the work and the direction and stuff that they try to do. And I've never really sat and watched their show like that, but I've seen bits and pieces. I've seen more than clips. I've watched like some streams and stuff. And I think if if I was a girl, right, and I'm looking for, I'm just saying like if I was a girl and I come on the show and I'm really thinking about fucking this, these cold alpha dudes, I don't know how you could look at the guys the same way after this. I think it would, I think if you are truly someone desiring that, I don't know how you could look at Myron and the other guy and truly believe like, wow. They're, they, I still think they're about that. Because they've shown when it's time to be about that, they're not really. It's like, a, like there's, there's the teachers of stuff, and then there's the people who are actually doing it. Teachers, you know, the only difference between like a geology teacher, a biology te- a teacher, and someone out there doing the research, and someone out there like going up, you know, um, investigate, not investigate, but do a deep research on fossils and rocks and volcanoes and all this shit. Going out in the field, literally picking up the rocks and, you know, diagnosing, breaking it down and shit. The only difference is they, they know just as much, high school teachers and college professors will just say, they know just as much as the people that are out there actually doing it. But doing it and actually being able to apply it in your own life are two different things. There's a lot of people that know things. Everyone these days knows everything about mental health. Everyone these days knows everything about, you know, self-worth. And, you know, everyone knows all these behavioral. Everyone's many psychiatrists these days thinking they know everything. But for some reason, they can't apply it to their own life and fix theirs. Why? Because one, it's hard as hell. There's a reason why there's professionals, and you could be a professional in something and still struggle with applying it to your life. And then there's some people who are just frauds and fakes, which I think fresh and fake kind of fall under, but they could still be great teachers for it. They're believable enough where you could respect them enough, but after this, I'm not going to look at them as dudes who are actually about this life. 
to me, anytime a dude talks about numbers, and they talk about how much pussy they get, they talk about how tough they are, they talk about they'll fight anyone and all this shit, but then when situations come up, they don't. When dudes are, when they go to numbers and numerical things to classify how much better they are than someone else as an individual, to me, as a as a man, that makes me just lose all respect for you. You know, especially when you're not even, like, at the top of the top in the world about that. Like, if Jeff Bezos says that shit, like, hey, man, sorry, Amazon employees, it is what it is. But Fresh and Fit, talking about how they have so much more money than other YouTubers who do the same field as they do, to me, that's just like, yeah, you, you have ridden a temporary wave, you have picked a subject matter that's popping, and you have focused and gone all in on that. And then all you do is just talk about the same things on every episode, which is fine because it's working. You built a niche and all that shit. Obviously, they know what the hell they're doing. They know the network. They know how they've built something naturally, and they've built something that's taken a lot of work. No one's no one's ever dissed how much. But when they start saying we work harder, we make more money, it's like you guys have had a temporary high wave, and when you have created just. A temporary audience, just as fast as you got it, can be just as fast as it goes away. And as we've seen, when your own, when your own audience is starting to not respect the shit you're teaching because of a real life situation, that literally, it's not a personal situation that just makes you look some type of way. There are things like having business inquiry profiles, literally classing yourself in percentages and where you are because you're 6'4", so you think... That makes you a top 3%. I'm in top 3%. Only 5% of men have abs. It's like... It's like... So that's literally your stepping stone with how great you are as an individual. It's like, that's great. And that's going to work for the type of girls that you shit on, ironically. But no wonder why no woman would actually want to settle down with you. Or a classy woman or a genuine good woman would actually want to be with someone like you. Because... You were literally so self-absorbed with just numbers. You're really like Fresh and Fit, Myron specifically, they've turned into Takashi 69 who is like the billboard, the billboard numbers, it's all about numbers and all this stuff. And it's really tedious. And it's really old and played out. It's like cool. Your content is good. It serves its purpose. And there's also a lot of contradicting things that are not only contradicting off camera but now it's starting to override your teachings and when people hear you they just roll their eyes there's a read like Ava and Preach could put out a complete video of them doing the mo they could put out a complete video that every single one of their subscribers every single person that watches a video could disagree with right Let's say they did some, um, let's say they did a video about being anti-abortion, right? Let's just say hypothetically, they did an anti-abortion. And let's say the dislikes were off the roof and the likes were very low. There's a high, they're not going to lose 15,000 of their subscribers. Because, you know, they've built enough rapport with the audience to know that overall their body of work and what they stand for 
and they have built five years. The same thing you credit. You guys have been doing this five or ten years or whatever the fuck he said. And you guys ain't and you guys ain't at the rate. We're gonna lap your ass in a year. He's like, yeah, they've also built a more genuine, real audience. Fresh and fit could disappear tomorrow, and honestly, no one would really lose sleep over it. In about a couple weeks, people would forget about them. If Abram preach, people are like, well, that'll happen. Where are they? Because you know what? There's a million shows that are like Fresh and Fit with the exclusion of all the girls and the scenery and everything. But in terms of just sitting there talking about Western women and all this shit, like, yeah, I could go to a thousand other channels to talk about the same shit with the same viewpoint. But Fresh and Fit, they've been exposed. And to me, Never listen or watch them that much, anyways. But especially now, I'm like anytime they even come up recommend it, I'm not even gonna think about it. And I think a lot of people, even the most hardcore of your fans, can't even respect you anymore. And you could do this whole it's a calm of the storm. You know what? If you if you're not with us now, you're against us. People will leave when it gets hard, but we'll be better than it's like. Uh, no. It's like, you know what, you guys may bounce back and you may get some of those subscribers back and that's fine. But the tarnishment and tarnishment on your image about this, you can't talk shit about no other man. You you just can't. Because when it applied to you the most, you ran and then you hid behind your channel. And then tried to say, oh, you know what, we got off track for a bit. We're, we're here to help you guys. Like, scam people. Selling $2,000 courses on Patreon and all this shit. And you know what? If people buy it, then people buy it. That's on them. But, like, I'm not paying $2,000 from you guys. I won't even spend $5 to watch you guys. That's just a personal thing. But, like, it's just, you know, they've been exposed. Aber Preach is a thousand times better. They look so much better. And they're just going to clown your ass to absurdity. And then you guys are going to get emotional, react, and then you guys are going to be fresh and unfit. Now, by the time I post this video, this by the time I post this podcast, this will probably be a week past. So, you know, it won't be really current, but it needs to be said. All right. All right, guys. On to the next See what's about to happen next, okay? Man, I really hope Drake. I hope Certified Lover Boy is complete fuckboy to the max. We need it. We need the fuckboyery. Chef Boyardee, more like fuckboyardee. Drake. <laughs> oh, Clint. Oh, Clinty Poo. I wouldn't want you to poop in my yard. But if Kanye's music is here, then Drake better drop. But yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest. I really, I've heard about this Afghanistan uh, situation, but I'm not going to speak about it. Just for the simple fact of I literally know nothing about it. So I don't want people to think I'm ignorant or nothing. Like... On serious things like that, I will actually do a little bit more research before I even mutter a word about it. I will say it is just crazy to me how, like, it seems like this shit 
just keeps on dragging along, man. And, you know, I know it's involving still the Taliban and shit like that, but, man, you know, it just does make you wonder, when is this shit going to end? Like, you know, even as, even for anyone that's all pro-war and everything, like, you gotta be like, do we, are we just in war all the time just to be in war? Like, you know, we don't have to get into, is war becoming just a big business? It's always been that, you know, that is what it is. Um, you know, I think this is one of those things where it's okay to question leadership. This is why the greatness of America, you question leadership and have that freedom of speech and not go to prison for it like other countries. So I would just say, you know, whatever's having that situation, I'll do more research about it in the future and, you know, we'll see where it goes. Um, but yeah. So. Little story time. I'm thinking about asking this girl out. Um, I'm not going to say. Because it will give it away. And she may listen to this pod at some point. Because, you know, I have a feeling she's feeling me. Not literally yet, but. You know, I'm feeling the energy. I haven't felt this type of energy with a girl in a long time. You know, we're around each other a few times a week. I'm not going to say whether it's at work or not at work, but, you know, I'm feeling, you know, she's enjoyable to talk to. She's a very beautiful uh, lady, a little older than me, not too much older, you know, still under 30. Um, zero dark, under 30. <laughs> oh. That's a weird joke. Anyways, um, because I just made, just talk about war, Zero Dark Thirty. Man, crazy. Um, starting to feel the, you know, quote unquote vibes, which, God, I hate that fucking word. But I'm feeling, I'm feeling the energy with her, the synergy. And I haven't felt this type of synergy with a lady individual in quite some time. And I'm thinking about taking her to the Chili's. Or should I just go for it? Should I just go for it and take her downtown? Take her to the ATO um, and see where it goes from there. The only thing is we both work a lot. You know, she kind of works multiple jobs and I kind of work at one of her multiple jobs. Wow, I just fucking gave it away. Jesus Christ, Clint. But yeah, I don't know. By the time I post this video, it'll probably be in the windshield mirror. And I probably won't. And I may lose feelings for her by then. I won't even say it's feelings, but... You know, it's something like, you know, when you, when you are talking, when you talk to someone. I'm going to ask for a number. That's what I'm going to do. Next time I see her, I'm going to ask for a number. If she says no, then I probably shouldn't post this, but I'll probably still post it. Because no one watches it, right? Everyone listens to the podcast, but no one watches, and it's fine with me. But I wonder, I think she likes me. I think she does. Um, to what degree? I don't know. But I could tell you, I liked her hair today. She had this nice little uh, braid in the middle. And it had like, I think it had like her initial right there. I liked her hair. She's joyful. She's nice. 
She's very pretty. She's got a nice personality. Her personalities kind of, you know, work together. And you know what? I might just get a ring. You know what? Fuck it. Life's too short. Proposed her. Just fucking... Why wait? Let's get a house together. Get a couple cars. But then I'm like, you know what? Slow it down. Slow it down. I just want to kiss you. Get it? Because I conceded instead of, I just dissed you. I just kissed you. Not yet, but will. Hopefully it'll swing in that direction. Only I'll get that reference and I'll probably give away the person. But I like her. I do. You know, there's something about her. You know, there's sometimes in life with people, it's not necessarily this quantifiable thing that makes you like a person. Like, some, like sometimes when someone will say, like, let's say a girl's talking to a girlfriend, and they'll be like, why do you like him? If you just start listing things, to me, if you just, like, get very specific with your listing, I'm just like, alright, it seems like you're trying to commit, like, for me, when I really, really like someone, I could like, maybe name a thing or two, but it's really like this, I don't even know why, it's like, not that you don't know why, but it's like, there's so much, like, I I can't even break it down to a specific thing of what's, what I, like, enjoy and what makes me continuously think about this person, you know? Wow, I'm even getting lost in it right now. It's probably not a great podcast, but no one's probably tuning in at this point, right? Um, oh, by the way, sponsor today, Bang Blue Raz, and her little razzle-dazzle that makes her her snazzle is mine, like a... The magic school bus with Mrs. Frazzle, except um, hopefully there are little hairs in the bushes, because I like a little naturality. I love me some naturalness. You know, girls get offended. I I will say this in my experience. Girls get offended when you always talk about how you just preferred natural, because it's like this thing was like, oh, that really means they don't. And it's like all their experiences with previous dudes are, you know, to dress up a certain way to, you know, their mothers and always, you know, telling them to not go out like that. You know, you, you can't leave the house with your hair looking like that. You can't leave the house wearing that. Jesus, I raised you. Now I'm just like, I could care less. I just want to go out. Who cares? But for a lot of people, that shit matters. And... You know, I, for some reason, like, when when us dudes just say we, for us dudes that really genuinely just like a girl to be natural. Because when you are naturally being yourself, I'm going to get the more natural and the better versions of yourself. So really, I'm still being selfish. Um, everything has selfish intentions. That's fine. I'd rather be selfish in a genuine way where not only do I benefit... But you benefit as well. Um, And I just like someone that is naturally wears their hairstyle the way they want to. I love it when they're just naturally their bodies. Like, 
you know, I'm not against people getting, you know, plastic surgeries or, you know, boob jobs or ass, those Brazilian butt lifts. But all I know is if I were to get a Brazilian butt lift and I'm sitting at the airport coming back from, you know, Colombia. And ironically, you could get Brazilian butt lifts at anywhere but fucking Brazil, which I find very ironic. Maybe change the name to whatever country you get it. I guess getting an American getting an American butt lift has a whole different meaning. ABL. Atlanta bonded leggings. And I just I just think like the feeling of it's it would be the equivalent of like having post nut syndrome. Except when you get this butt lift, there's no ah. Just go shower it off and take a nap and wake up and start your day later. It's like, nah, um, this is one of those. You basically you basically got pregnant with it and you have to deal with it back there. And it's going to affect you for more than 18 years because it's going to affect you the rest of your life. Your body will never be the same for better or worse if you don't maintain it. could be actually worse than before. And I would just think the feeling of getting some injections in my face or my butt looking like Zac Efron and just sitting in a chair flying back and having to be having padded seating specifically have to sit a certain way, recover from that. There would be a lot of shame in it personally. Like that's just me. I'm not judging anyone who does it. But for me, I would just rather look kind of ugly. I would just rather look naturally ugly than look artificially less ugly. And I understand for women it's different in the world. Because if you're ugly, no dude that you actually would want to be with is going to want you. So I get that. But I don't know where these things are getting in people's heads where they got to get Brazilian butt lifts or get fake boobs to get the guy that you actually want to get. Because if you were truly about the genuineness and all that, that stuff, <coughs> bless me, that stuff is not going to be the difference. And it's not going to get you this quote-unquote stable guy that you want. Because no dude that quote-unquote you would want to be with or value in that capacity is going to look at that and be like, you know what? I would have had no business with her before, but now she got that little, you know, uh, iPhone upgrade in the back there. I can uh, touch that keypad and uh, put a number on that one. Unlock her phone. And uh, I don't think that's like the ironic part is the thing they're trying to do become a more attractable mate to find someone is they're actually doing the opposite thing. So not only are you making this life-changing decision for a personal thing but your intentions are going to actually backfire and that's going to cause a lot of like personal body issues with yourself that's going to cause just a lot of personal issues with yourself you thought you had issues before imagine doing all this shit paying all this you did everything you thought you needed to do to find a mate to find someone to settle down with and then it backfires against you that would be a lot to deal with. And I understand it's different being man. I probably don't have to worry about that shit. I could be ugly as fuck. And if I just have a half-working dick and, 
you know, a savings account. Life's going to be pretty good for me. But just, you know, it's funny. We live in this love yourself. We live in this love ourselves culture and type of thing. But um, for some reason, loving yourself is improving yourself artificially, which is very contradicting to loving yourself. But then people make the argument that loving yourself means loving yourself regardless of what other people believe of your actions and what you're doing. Which, you know, I'm all about doing whatever makes you happy as long as it's not hurting anyone else and you're not putting a financial burden on someone else for your happiness in that sense. And fine. But I I just really, like, I do worry about it. Because this is where, like, I believe Instagram and all that shit is really fucked with the girls. It's really fucked with a lot of people's body image. Like, pe- people, like, I get people have body dysmorphia. I, I really do. Like, my weight fluctuates like crazy. I've been fat. I've been skinny. I've been semi-six-pack shape. I've been through all, I've been through it all. I never have body dysmorphia. I pretty much always accept the state I'm in and I realize why I'm in that state. But I never stress myself over that stuff. So that doesn't mean I've never struggled with my body image, but I don't have body dysmorphia. I'm pretty realistic when I look at myself like, yeah, I look pretty good. Like, mm, I don't look that good right now. Getting a little extra LBs. Ladies booty syndrome. Bring it on. And I just, you know, I just don't, I I would be afraid to bring a daughter into this world right now. Because I feel like you could do everything as a parent to teach them their self-worth and all this shit. That's why when people want to blame parents for why their kids end up a certain way, I think that's a good amount of time. It can be a little unfair. Just playing parents to do all the right things, discipline everything, and then they get out of the house, and they get around the wrong people, and they get caught in a life cycle, they start doing meth, they start blowing their landlord, and then the landlord shoots their boyfriend in the head, then they're forced to live there with no money, sucking the landlord's dick still, and they're blowing all different types of heads just to pay rent. I don't know how much of that you could blame on the parents. Like, at a certain point, if you want all the credit for your own decision making, how long can you blame your upbringing or your parents' teaching or lack of teachings for your lack of accountability to yourself? Now, if your parents were taught you well, they would probably instill the accountability aspect in yourself, but there's people with the most perfect households that aren't accountable. Some people are just pieces of shit, and I don't think no amount of the right upbringing could have changed it. And some people, if they were in a different home environment, they could have had a completely different life for better or worse. So, but I do feel like there's just some people. They're just, no matter what you do, they're going to become who they become. I really do believe that. You could say it's like the 20-60-20 bell curve when we're talking about, you know, there's a 20 halves, a 60% middles and then the 20% have nots you know the bell curve thing basically like a class thing which it's completely outdated but I really believe like 20% of people like 20% of people are going to be uber fucking 
successful no matter how they grew up, no matter what school or schooling they didn't get, no matter what. They are going to find a way to be ultra successful. Then you're going to have the other 20% on the opposite end, where no matter what environment you put them in, the same situation, no matter what environment you put them in, you could have them the greatest upbringing the, or anything. Could have taught them, put them through the greatest schooling. Everything. Great friends. Great environment. And they would still find a way to fuck up and fuck up their own life type of thing. Then you have the rest of us, which are the 60% in between. Who are... A lot of our early adulthood is based off the situation of our upbringing. Based off our environment, our teachings, how we look at the world, and how much do we learn when we're on our own and adjust to all that shit. But then when you get to a certain age, like when you start getting to your 30s, it's like, okay. My upbringing has very little to do with where I'm at at this point. So then there's a... It's all on you type of mentality. That's where most of us fall into. Where we are products of our environment. But our environment isn't why specifically we are successful or not. It's a lot of personal choice. We're all just one different household away from being a completely different place in life. That's the reality. And I would be scared to bring a daughter in this world for a lot of reasons. Um, what I notice is, I went. I noticed that a lot of people I went to school with, right? And I never passed judgment on people, you know. Um, but I noticed a lot of people I went to school with. They are very. They have become the very product of their environment that they were, of the friends they hung around in high school and still hung around after high school. So people that were part of crowds that drank every night and did drugs every night type shit. Like, cool, you know, high school was fun, but they did that for three, four, five years after high school. And then, you know, they got distracted in that lifestyle and then they knocked someone up not with them or then they get married because they knock someone up and then their uh, girlfriend that they knocked up and end up married out of default they get a house in the same neighborhood they said they would never uh, stay in this town and then their wife's getting her uh, cheeks beaten by the tire guy at Walmart and he's uh, giving them that lube express free of charge and husband finds out she doesn't want to leave then all of a sudden they got a stepdad. You don't have custody of your kids. You're looked at as a piece of shit. And you're 29. And that's a product of your environment. And I'm starting to notice that a lot of people are starting to become product. I I never I never took the importance of it until this is a really boring podcast. I'm bored listening to myself. Jesus Christ. This one's going to be a short one. That's what she said. Ha ha. Oh, she did. And 
it's unfortunate because by the time you like start thinking about these things of why like what happened like I have I had kids with someone I hated I my friends group sucks not good influences they've never grown they've never like changed for the better and to maintain friendship with them I've adjusted to their lifestyle and what they're doing more than created my own and I never wanted to separate because I was afraid of paving my own path type thing. Afraid to steer away. And unfortunately, a lot of people have become products of their environment, of the friends they choose. I realize when you get older, who your friends that you choose to be around, or who, or if you have no friends, matter a whole lot more than your upbringing at a certain point. Because your friends will either understand what you're trying to accomplish or not. And if they're getting in the way, then you need to cut ties with them, essentially. It's like when, um, it's like the saying that if you want to, like, I could tell you, I could, it's like when gurus will say, I could predict your future just by seeing your five best friends, just by seeing the people you hang around. Because you will become exactly them. For better or worse. That's not always a terrible thing. Like there's, You have a great group of friends. And you can be a shitty person around good people. And you will either adjust to being a good person. Or those good people will get rid of you. So even if you aren't quote unquote at someone's level. If you just start being around them. And adjust and learn and listen. Then you can actually be a better individual. And... I really think as I've gotten older, I've started to see that more. And as someone who never, who didn't have a lot of friends growing up, per se, and even now, you know, I would maybe a couple since my adult life. But you know, the few friends I've had, our bonds are really strong, and there's a great understanding for the most part. And I'm always quality over quantity, except when it comes about podcasts, because I just pump them out like some baby embryos. And uh, I just pump it out and pump it up like Joe Budden, you know. But, yeah. I, I will always be a proponent of anything, quality over quantity. And that's why, like, going back to Fresh and Fit, when they just talk about the mass amount of numbers that they've had, how fast their audience has grown. I'm like, that's great, but it doesn't mean anything in terms of longevity type of thing. You know, let, I, I have believed that less, less in life is more. You know, less things you buy, typically your mind's more clear. That's why, like, you say what you want about People that have no money, um, obviously you wouldn't want to have no money, but when you just have enough money just to live, and you kind of accept that for a period of time, at the very least, you are probably more in tune with yourself as ever, because you can't, you don't even have the opportunity to distract yourself with other shit. You really only have yourself to think about, and to think too, and your friends type of thing. 
But yeah, I would say your friend, your surroundings, something I've learned is that your surroundings matter who you put yourself around or who you decide to hang around matters so much more than your upbringing at this point in your life. And I don't want to sound insensitive like your upbringing doesn't matter because obviously it does to an extent. It does shape the way you view things. Um, it makes you a little naive when you grew up. Like if you grew up in a good environment, a good household, when you get out into this, to these streets, it really, it kind of, it can actually kind of fuck you up because you realize how many damaged people there are. How many people who, how many people truly just said, fuck everything my parents instilled in me. I'm going to prove them wrong. And then, you know, they end up proving them right. And then some. And then they blame their parents for why they made bad decisions, which is always insane to me. Um, That's why I think I'd be a great parent. I'll just be like, look, I've done what I can do. If you get a girl pregnant, if you get pregnant by a dude, I tried my best. I told you to wear protection, you didn't. I told you to watch out for these pieces of shit, you didn't. And guess what? Like I've always taught you, you gotta live with the consequences. You gotta live with the decisions you bring to yourself. Things like that don't just happen. And like you... You just think it just happens. But it just so happens to be that uh, you were not fresh. And you were not fit for the world. And I told you to stop hanging out with Lisa, you fucking whore. And that is today's episode because this is the worst fucking episode ever. But yeah. That was episode 46 of the Off and Beat Podcast. Moral of today's story, hopefully she says yes when I ask her to Chili's. Can we get some margaritas? Shake, shake, shake. Wow. All right, guys. Like and subscribe. Um, you know, eat some ass. And, uh, you know, follow the, keep the audio going. Keep listening to the podcast. You know, keep listening. Um, numbers are doing great. Like, booming through the roof like a boomer. (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Have a great day. And uh, suck some titties. And, uh, yeah. Low energy pod. Kind of like a ride in the tide. And I confide. And you sit all day in the washing machine, you lazy fuck. Why is that your nanny in my front yard? <laughs>